Hey, y'all. Today we'll be discussing the backbone of Toni Morrison's 1977 novel. Our subject of flight can be confining and freeing. Um, will be interspersed with the coming of age story, along with clips of interviews with Morrison, quotes from the article, and literary critiques. Where your speaker, Shivani Patel, and Katie Coleman, will be talking about the duality of Toni Morrison's flight, as well as how Morrison applies the versatile concept of coming of age in a positive and negative way in her book. So before we get started, we are just going to share some of our favorite quotes in the book. From chapter one, page six, there's the sight of Mr. Smith and his wide blue wings transfix them for a few seconds, as did the woman singing and the roses strewn about. And then from page 180, he just wanted to beat a path away from his parents' past, which was also their present and which was threatening to become his present as well. From chapter nine, page 179, too much tale. All that jewelry weighs it down, like vanity. Can't nobody fly with all that, insert profanities, want to fly? You gotta give, got to give up that, insert profanities, that weighs you down. Alrighty, let's get started. Okay, so first off, here's an interview with Toni Morrison, and she's being interviewed by the famous Oprah on her own uh, television show, The Oprah Show. Here, Oprah asks Toni Morrison what the greatest lesson she learned was. So let's take a look. We're talking to show about lessons. I mean, can you even, uh, is there a, a best lesson or a favorite lesson in your 80s? Yeah, it's one that I can articulate now, and I think I sort of knew it all along. I know that what is alive for me, I have a place that is mine. That's my work. When I write, that's mine. It is free. Uh, nobody tells me what to do. And I wouldn't listen if they did. It's all mine. It's my world. I have invented it. These are my people. This is my language. And now I have come to believe that everybody needs one of those places. It could be done. You know, it's just a place where it's you and what you do. It can be creative, it can be computer, it can be anything. But it's your it's sacred, your yes. sacred and you own it. And that's what you do when you write. That's but what I, I do when I write. Go into that space for yourself. Hi, YouTubers. Okay. So the thing I loved about this interview is that it related indirectly to not only Flight in Morrison's books, including Song of Solomon, but it also related to the coming of age theme in her books. When Oprah asked Morrison the question of what is your like greatest lesson that you have learned from your life, uh, Morrison replied that her space was sacred. You know, a quote that I could bring out was, no one tells me what to do in my space, and if they did, I wouldn't listen to them anyway. Um... In my opinion, all of Toni Morrison's books were huge metaphors for flight, including Song of Solomon. The theme about the flight we have stated was that flight can be both freeing and confining depending on each situation, right? So when I hear that Morrison is so blunt and straightforward in her book by talking about taboo topics like incest and racism that not everyone wants to you know, address, it makes me think her books as a whole, like a metaphor for flight, 
away from writing to please her readers and she is writing for her contentment. She's not writing for anyone else's, which is, I think, the most admirable, admirable quality as someone who wants to go into writing a little later in life. Um, that freedom she has gained from not only trying to please any specific people in her writing really shows how powerful of a writer she is. I agree. It can definitely take a lot of courage to write about big topics like the ones she tackled in this book and way even even more finesse to write about it the way she did her effort really shows yeah totally agree um also Morrison in the interview said another quote that resonated with me everyone needs one of those places and of course um she was referring to a place where you can just be free and just be yourself as her place of writing was for her what I got from that was that she did not have a place that she felt free before to write like she did uh Song of Solomon She wasn't always someone who had a Nobel Peace Prize, someone who was well-known and famous, you know. She had really humble beginnings. Her transition from writing when she was not wealthy and not well-known, she didn't have all these writing prizes where when her success began filing in. I think it's important to know that she really just had humble beginnings. Um, Her coming of age, I think, has been reflected in many of her books she's written even if it wasn't directly, when she said everyone needs a place where they can be free in themselves, she noticed that when she didn't have a place herself to write like that. And I think we can all really relate to that. That was, that's Mm -hmm. great points. Um, Onto our next uh, piece of evidence in this article interview from the New York Times in 1977, the same year that her book came out, Morrison illustrates one of the many sides to how flight in this novel has so many different effects on Morrison's characters. And I'll be reading that to you. Um, That's why flying is the central metaphor in song, the literal taking off and flying into the air, which is everybody's dream. I use it not only in the African sense of whirling dervishes and getting out of one's skin, but also in the majestic sense of a man who goes too far, whose adventures take him far away. Black men travel, they split, they get on trains, they walk, they move. I used to hear those old men talk about traveling, which is not getting from here to there. It's the process. They even name themselves after trains. It's a part of Black life, a positive, majestic thing, but there is a price to to pay. The price is the children. The fathers may soar, they may triumph, they may leave. But the children know who they are. They remember half in glory and half in accusation. And that's, that's a really big part of our theme right there. Um, yeah. That is one of the points in song. All the men have left someone. And it is the children who remember it, sing about it, mythologize it, and make it a part of their family history. So, long quote, I know. In this example... Morrison paints a cultural picture of flight with her reference and use of African whirling dervishes to pay homage to the beauty and the positive side of flight. This can be seen in the very beginning of the novel, too, with the mostly positive connotation of Mr. Smith flying. And then she goes into the abandonment aspect that is so profound in her work, all while acknowledging the duality to the act, which can be super difficult. Um, for one side, such as uh, Milkman parts with his home and his family, everything he ever knew, basically, and he meets this newfound freedom and a way to drop the weight of his old life in, in search of his new journey. And there's that coming of age theme budding right in there, too. Uh, but there's always a negative side to these decisions, as most things in our daily lives do. 
He ends up hurting those he leaves behind. Um, it can be difficult to maintain that balance for so many writers, especially in such and specific topics too. But Morrison crafts her words seamlessly and consistently takes the story to the next level. Yeah, um, I love the way Morrison's writing always has like a lot of meaning behind it. Every single thing she picks out in her novel, like it's there for a reason. It's not just like random. The complexity of her words are so deep because of her background and heritage. And I think that's really what makes this story like Song of Solomon such just such an interesting one. And so like, I guess you can just keep reading it. You're not forced to read it, if that makes sense. Uh, like you said about the myth of African spawn, I would have never known that if I hadn't read Morrison's book and thought, like, maybe I should research that because I didn't know what that meant at first, you know, like I looked at these interviews and I like I was curious about it, you know, so that was another thing I wanted to say. And so, yeah, um, I'm going to go ahead and play another interview. And this interview is where Mavis Nicholson interviewed Morrison. So Mavis asked Morrison if she really felt alone in her writing career. So let's take a quick look. So you're living in a world of chaos. Writing is going to be difficult. Also, I mean, it must have been, when you say you were very unhappy at that time, right? And you had your children. But I used to find that if my husband was away and my children and I were there, it was also very lonely. We didn't go out. And you sort of felt suddenly when they went to bed, that silence in the house, and you were very lonely. And I think writing must be brilliant if you're lonely. Because you're, in, you're, you're suddenly sharing your thoughts and you're putting them down. The solitude is critical. People have said that uh, unhappy childhoods make good writers because they tend to read because they preserve or, or escape. And the solitude and the loneliness or the aloneness in which you really have only your own company. And if that isn't sufficient, then you will invent other company that's a fiction. All right, so in the interview, uh, Morrison states that if the company that you have caused you to be alone or is not sufficient enough for you, then you, most, then you have to create your own company, right? So when she said that, I feel like her book was a flight away from her own loneliness, in a sense. In my opinion, reading can really heal a person. And so if you read in certain cases, you can find connections to other people causing you to, quote unquote, like fly away from your fears, just as Morrison did when she created the book Song of Solomon to fill her emptiness and loneliness. She Absolute facts. A lot of people can relate to that method of escape from fears or anxiety, and it's a part of everyone's life in one way or another. I, I think it's crazy cool how Morrison could have written this as a byproduct of trying to fly away, and in turn, she allows others to do so. Beautiful. You took the words right out of my mouth. Um, another thing I thought about what was important to just point out um, was the way Morrison indirectly puts a sense of importance to every interview regarding the theme of coming of age. I feel like when you're young, you have all these people surrounding you. Young people like ourselves still feel a weird sense of loneliness, even though you're surrounded by all these random people. I've seen that as people get older, they will lose friends, you know, because of death, because they just lose track of them. Because, well, that's just life. But usually they feel the same amount of loneliness as they did when they had more friends. And I think that has something to do with how a person matures and comes of age. When Morrison said she was alone before 
uh, she began writing and then she began to write to fill that void in her heart. It's almost like a parallel to the characters in her book, Coming of Age. Everyone in the book had some sort of like loneliness, some kind of hole in their heart. Ruth is lonely because of the abuse and neglect from her husband. Uh, Milkman is alone because of his constant need to prove his manliness to father and I guess society in a way. And Guitar is alone because he feels black people are being oppressed in his community, which they are. Um, they all find ways to help fill that void in their heart. Uh, Ruth does illegal and questionable things with her family members, as we've read. Uh, Milkman tries to steal the treasures in the cave. Uh, Guitar joins a group that kills white people for killing black people. As humans, you know, we seek something more and something greater. It's just something that makes us feel like we're not alone anymore. And this is just something everyone goes through when they're coming of age, even if, as uh, Morrison, you know, uh, wrote Song of Solomon to kind of fill that, fill that void of loneliness. Absolutely. Very well said. Um, so in this, uh, this next example, um, this is a commentary from Daniela Grosh on Morrison's work, and this author compares the folktale of flying Africans and the main character of her novel, Milkman. And it's a short quote, but it's a very long article. Um, whereas, she says, whereas flight in Lester's narration has a communally beneficial character, its nature in Song of Solomon is very individualistic. And I feel like that is definitely the main part, like the main theme of the article that she writes. Mm -hmm. And so basically this community in the original work of um, uh, just reciting a fictional tale of slaves flying away to freedom to not only help themselves, but their friends and family who are suffering as well is bonding by flight. And again, there's that positive side of our theme. They are brought together, they inspire, and they aid each other despite extreme hardship. With its counterpart, Milkman's Flight, uh, his is marked by a solitary escape and can be viewed as selfish and inconsiderate when compared to the first example. He leaves instead of staying behind, uh, he, and though he is on a road to try to find something bigger than himself, so in a way it's self-improvement. Um, through new experience and discovery, he lacks the community-driven soul of those in the first story. Yeah, I, I really couldn't agree more. Um, what this book made me realize is how many people interpret freedom, or even for that matter, just bettering yourself, which is essentially freeing yourself from a worse life, if that makes sense, as selfish. And I feel like as a society, we judge people so much like that, just like Milkman society and how everyone was judging him when he was trying to better himself. Yeah, it does. Absolutely. I, yeah. I definitely agree. Mm -hmm. um, this writer highlights how Morrison once again takes her novel to the next level by highlighting the flaws of her characters um, that have combined with the route that she chooses to take with her deliberate use of mythology. While she could have taken the road to making her character Milkman as selfless as the group of slaves in the original telling of Flight, there is a different lesson to be learned through her narrative choices, making her main character imperfect with his own set of goals. Whether those are objectively good or bad, it still carries a different sort of weight. So right. while flight has been used as a means of freedom, betterment, a symbol of beauty even, 
Morrison takes the time to highlight every aspect of the act in metaphorical and a literal sense. It can be damaging and nasty and mean too, and the duality is important to consider, especially for Milkman's classic coming-of-age journey. This has been Shivani and Katie. Thank you all for listening to our podcast and have a good day. Jupiter and Mars.